Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,433. All right, let's settle it once and for all. Is it possible, is it at all likely that a small group of people could be doing this much damage to the box office of Solo, A Star Wars Story? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Taylor Gray from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And I spent a few days talking about different angles on the whole brand fatigue thing and how things are different from the MCU and how there are different ways of looking at the idea of brand fatigue. So let's set that aside for a moment and let's talk about one of the other things that, you know, I've gotten comments here and there about you know, the possibility that I have been sort of tiptoeing around this idea. So we're just going to go right into the teeth of it. And it's the fact that there is a certain segment of people who have become alienated, if you will, from the Star Wars franchise because of The Last Jedi and may or may not be taking out that frustration over Solo, a Star Wars story or on Solo, a Star Wars story. So Let's talk about that first. Let's set the stage and say that in my conversations with people who have had difficulty with The Last Jedi, it seems that those folks tend to fall into three groups. This is oversimplifying things a bit. And I should say that there is some overlap between the groups, so it's not necessarily clean distinction, but these are the sorts of things that I hear the most. Number one is the fact that some people have some gripes about the story construction. It's not necessarily anything to do with either of the next two things that I'm going to list. They are actually things where they say, well, there's something wrong with the way the story was told. There are problems with these elements or those elements or something like that. This would be the part where I would share my bona fides and say that I can sympathize pretty well with group one because, yeah, there are some things that don't sit right with me about The Last Jedi, like the Canto Bite scene. You know, like, I'm fine with the idea of it, but I just felt like it was way too rushed. I know that's weird to say about a two and a half hour long movie, but it just seemed like that that really needed to be developed a little bit more. And things like Finn walking in with a blaster into Canto Bites casinos, like, I don't think that is something that he could have gotten away with, you know, stuff like that. So there's one camp and the... Camp that is complaining about story elements is not necessarily complaining about item two, which is what Ryan Johnson decided to do with Luke Skywalker's character in The Last Jedi. So that has created a firestorm of controversy because, of course, a lot of people, and I have to say myself included, wanted to see Luke Skywalker kick some serious butt during The Last Jedi. And so as opposed to some folks who have taken it upon themselves to be really insulted by the work that Ryan Johnson did, my attitude has been to step back and say, okay, well, that's not what I got, so why don't I step back and try to figure out 
what Ryan Johnson actually gave me and think about what that could tell me as a story. And so, you know, that's one way of reacting to it. But some folks have not had that reaction at all. Instead, they have had the entirely opposite reaction, saying that Ryan Johnson has done horrible things to their Star Wars childhood and memories because of what he did with Luke Skywalker's character. And then we have the third group of folks who claim that what is really wrong with The Last Jedi is part and parcel of a larger political and social agenda that Disney is advancing through its movies. And they're putting it not just on their own movies, but now onto the Star Wars movies and now onto the MCU because the similar kind of review bombing that happened with The Last Jedi also happened with Black Panther prior to its release even. And I say review bombing because that's what we're really dealing with here. I mean, there have been stories covering this on Deadline Hollywood and on Birth Movies Death that detail exactly why we can trust the scores coming out of CinemaScore and post-track and not the user review scores that are coming out of Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or Metacritic. So those do not accurately reflect reality. Those are self-selecting polls and can be gamed from here to Timbuktu and back. So no, we cannot trust those things whatsoever. They are not indicative of what fan feeling about The Last Jedi actually is. And even if you were to insist that they were not review bombed, then it doesn't matter anyway, because the fact of the matter is, is that they are still self-selecting polls. I mean, it's still a poll that is driven by people who want to participate in it, not by people who are randomly selected across a variety of different geographies and demographics and psychographics or anything like that. So there is absolutely no scientific basis to the user reviews on sites like Rotten Tomatoes, and therefore you can't trust it. You can't trust it. And so you can't then jump to the conclusion to say, oh, well, Star Wars fans in general must really be divided about The Last Jedi because the user review scores on Rotten Tomatoes are so low. No, you cannot logically arrive at that statement. And now there's an idea kicking around that this group of people who were so negatively affected by The Last Jedi are the reason why Solo is not performing well at the box office. The fact that there is some actual effectual boycott happening that could change the creative direction of Lucasfilm as we know it. Well, let's have some fun with math here really quick, okay? Right now, there are 30,000 user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and they've got Solo at 65% for an audience score. And that's actually way up. It had been around like 38 percent of users wanting to see the movie right around the beginning of the movie's release and that was with around eh, 11,000 reviews or something like that but let's just have some hypothetical fun here let's say that 20,000 of those 30,000 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are from people who hated the movie and are trying to boycott Solo and trying to make a statement to Disney okay and let's say for the sake of argument that Every one of those represents 10 people entirely, represents nine other people who feel the same way but just can't be bothered to post a user review on Rotten Tomatoes, okay? So instead of 20,000, we could be talking about 200,000 people, all right? And let's also assume that because people who go see Star Wars movies tend to see it more than once, right? Let's assume three viewings, okay? Three viewings for each of those people. So we are now up to 600,000 thousand tickets 
that would have been sold at the box office that are not getting sold because of this group of people who are upset about the way Star Wars is going. 600,000 ticket sales. And let's say just for ease of around number $10 per ticket, okay? So it's a good balance between the 2D and the 3D ticket price, right? So 600,000 at $10 a ticket, you're talking about $6 million, okay? A $6 million boycott, I mean, against 140 odd million that it's made in theaters so far, that's not even a 5% dent in the results for Solo A Star Wars Story. So I don't think that you can really say with any level of confidence that the animus over The Last Jedi has anything to do with the box office results of Solo A Star Wars Story. In fact, there was just another report that came out today from an analyst firm that was looking at Disney's stock performance and how they expect them to perform going forward. And apparently the guy who put out this analyst report is a huge Star Wars fan in general and says that his opinion is that Disney actually whiffed on the marketing on this one. And you can certainly make a case for that because they only had five months as opposed to the full year to promote this thing. And they also had a ton of other stuff going on too, like promoting the Last Jedi release on DVD, the end of Star Wars Rebels, and the announcement about Resistance coming up as well. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on. The announcement of the Boba Fett movie, Jon Favreau's series, the Game of Thrones guys getting a series. I mean, there's been so much news for Star Wars compacted into such a small space. And additionally, this analyst has been saying that they didn't do a good enough job selling Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo. And he compared it to how they sold Felicity Jones for Rogue One and how they made the campaign very significantly around her character, put her front and center, whereas they did not do the same with Alden Ehrenreich. They may have been pursuing a different kind of strategy, but in this analyst's opinion, it was not the right strategy to pursue. Then I should say the analyst is Doug Kruitz. Kruitz? Uh, Sorry, Doug. Pronunciation on Star Wars 7x7 is always a dicey issue here, so my apologies if I've gotten it wrong. But one of the funny things that he said in there about this particular topic is that um, alienation amongst the audience is unlikely to be a factor because if the franchise survived Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, then it's certainly not going to be hampered by The Last Jedi. (laughs) So I thought that, yeah, I know, it's kind of dogging on the prequels a little bit, but hey, you know, it's not hard to understand that kind of statement from some angles. Anyway, so that is it. That is it. We are done talking about this alienation business, okay? If it comes up again, if it turns out that, you know, there is more of a significant impact that needs to be discussed, if it really is a broader condition amongst the, you know, amongst the people who watch Star Wars movies, then sure, we'll address it again. Because, again, you know, if this is something that really matters, then we got to talk about it. And, I've been looking at this for six months. I've been reading every single article I can get a hold of. I've been looking at different analyses of the you know the box office scores and of the um, user feedback and all of this stuff. And there's just nothing to suggest that anything we're hearing is true. That it is anything but a small group of people who are feeling this way. It is absolutely not a majority of people at this point. And if it becomes that, or if it becomes a significant minority, then yeah, we'll bring it up again. But we're we're done with it for now. 
All right, let's do some Last Jedi trivia. What do you say? I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll get it going. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, so last time I asked you what two things happen to Paige when she tries to reach the activator button to drop the bombs. And thing one is that she falls off that ladder. And thing two is that she gets knocked out. And today's question for you will be how many times does she kick that ladder before she gets the activator button remote control to drop down toward her? And that will do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.